Welcome, welcome, all you lovely people, back to We Have No Cares. It's a return to a weird assessment of a weird, weird match. It's back to winning ways. Yeah, yep. I'm feeling very, very comfortable about the way we won. Yeah! I'm Nicole Hay. I am Robert Borswick. And I'm Fridgy. Fridgy's back! Fridgy's back! Fridgy's back! The return of the fridge. Let joy be unconfined. <laughs> Uh, yes, today Heart of Midlothian were the victors four goals to one over Queen of the South in the most romantically named Fouser in Scottish. Don't you dare mumble that. It is. It it's is. True. Not, it even, is true. not even Scottish football, just football. Well, you tell me it's more romantic than Inverness Caledonia Thistle versus Livingston. Yes. Yes, yes that's right. <laughs> that's am. accurate. I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Okay, cool. So, um... Yeah, I get, like I say, weird match. Now, uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty as we go on, but I think, as a general overview, I would say Queen of the South are the best team we've played in this division over two games, and somehow we've beaten them 7-1 in aggregate. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, I think their, um, their performance at Tynecastle today was a bit better than their one at uh, Palmerston, to mm-hmm. be honest. I mean... Palmerston, they threatened for, what, 10, 15 minutes, and then we scored. They didn't really have much else other than that. Today is a different story. They were very, very disciplined. They were good on the attack, on the counter-attack especially. Mm. Um, if they're the best team we've played this year, I'm not entirely sure myself. I think I still think Hibs have been a better team. A better team or a better performance? I think better team to be honest with you okay well I mean it's a point of view I think I think the reason I'm saying better team though Fridgy is that they they do sort of play football like I think the best way to put it is I think it would be quite fun being a Queen of the South fan I think I would actually enjoy going to watch that week in week out well yeah they're they're, uh, you saw from the fans they had great fun today they came in uh, full voice there was a lot of them they uh, they obviously enjoy watching their team and mm-hmm. as you say, they're a they're a good team to watch. They're a joy to watch. They play football. Uh, they were very reluctant to hoof the ball away from from the defence, even uh, one particular spell where they were really really under a lot of pressure. Hearts defending right from the front, and uh, they they tried their hardest to pass the ball out. Didn't work. They eventually yeah. hoofed it out. But you'd see they they tried to play football, and uh, we don't see an awful lot of that from teams coming to Tynecastle. Your friend and mine, Mr Andrew Bowie, who sits next to me, uh, pointed out that it was like watching one of those games where Arsenal plays Barcelona, where like the team tries <laughs> to play the same game as the good team and eventually gets found out because they're just generally not as good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, it was nice to see a team try and pass against us, not only because, you know, it's much better than watching Rangers players try and kick us black and blue. Or Celtic but, players, for that matter. Well, quite quite but also the the fact that it uh, also left them quite exposed when we kind of attacked <laughs> yeah but um it wasn't all plain sailing it was quite a weird game but well let's take you on the journey uh, <laughs> so um uh, opening exchange is quite even i thought um hearts of course today were were missing several players uh, not least of all uh Morgaro gomez uh, suspended who will be suspended again next week but we did welcome back danny wilson and Good. we were all he was well delighted by that. Wonderful. Though it did mean that Brad Mackay had to sit on the bench <sighs> for the whole game. Do you know why this is? Every silver lining has a cloud. Do you know why this is? 
Is it because Danny Wilson is better than Brad Mackay? Is that why it is? You could say that, but I think it's more to do with the fact that Brad shaved his beard. He did what? Have you not seen this? What? A social, this is news to me. A social media revelation. Brad Mackay shaved his beard. They shaved in the moustache mm. for the last day of November, and then he shaved the fucker off. Oh, that's a rookie mistake. I mean, I know he's a young player, but no wonder Robbie's lost all confidence in him. T- He's 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 like Samson. His his strength is in his hair. Exactly. But like on the other side of his head. Yeah. 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 But still, it's. Oh, that's. I mean, you're kind of hoping for like you know some of the senior players to take him aside and go like like Brad, you've really. You've dropped like, the ball. Yeah. Here. This this isn't the way to behave. This isn't the way a, a professional handles his business. <laughs> After I saw that, I'm you know I'm actually quite happy he got dropped. To be honest with you, he deserved it. He deserved it. It's. You can't go shaving I'm in, in this game. I'm this close to drumming out him out of our club. He's killing this club every day. You can't wait, wait, go wait, wait. Let's not be too harsh. There, there is time. He can rectify this mistake if he stops shaving. He's young. He's young, but you know he needs to stop shaving. He can cut um, that shaving out of his game. <laughs> <laughs> young players will make mistakes, and as they get older, they they uh, they develop, and uh, he will learn not to shave anymore. I fucking hope so. Yeah, it's, it's a from Ali to it, he's he's got his beard exactly, and he uh, keeps it, he nurtures it. I think that's a lot of work in training. <laughs> what we're saying is, Brad, we're not angry, we're disappointed. Exactly, we are very disappointed in you. Um, so yes, uh, the the other um, what a tangent. <laughs> the other aspects of the team that were sort of the most important is that we were obviously very much struggling for forwards today. Um, again, no Osman, so yeah, uh, El Hasmi only fit enough for the bench. So we started up front, intriguingly, with uh, James Keatings and... Uh, James Keatings. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced James, but I'll put a pin on that and we'll check that later. <laughs> uh, and Robbie Buchanan. Yes. Um, who I actually felt was very, very effective through the middle. Uh, I thought he linked up quite well, but there was a period about 15 minutes or so into the game where we made the decision to move him out to the left wing and put, uh, and put Walker through the middle. Yeah, I, I didn't wholly understand that because um, our best chance before uh, the first goal was uh, Patterson rampaging as he does uh, mm-hmm. down the right hand side finding Buchanan sort of running into the channel and playing a, a nifty little 1-2 <clears throat> um, Patterson getting it back and, and flashing a shot just wide of the post and I, I, you know, I thought that looked like you know, quite a, a nice little interchange there because King you know, made himself available out wide which gave Patterson the, the opportunity to come through the middle um, finding Buchanan little one too but uh, yeah it, I felt that after he got put in the wing he, f- he looked a little bit lost Buchanan he, you know he was getting double marked he wasn't getting any time on the ball he wasn't really getting given the ball because he was getting so heavily marked I'm beginning to wonder if Queen of the South thought he was Sam Nicholson <laughs> 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 they've not really done their sort of like you know yeah they can't read <laughs> well, or, you know, yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's that's very true. I mean, there's a very clear clue across his shoulders that he's not Sam Nicholson. But, yeah. you know, they just see young blonde hearts player on the wing. Yeah. Uh, I've got your number. <laughs> it may be the Sam. wrong number, but it's a number and I've got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it seemed like the only person that really suited that, that change was Billy King, who was who, that kind of quiet, cagey performance that we've come to, to know in the last few, last few weeks. But when he was moved from the... Uh, the left where he initially started and then moved to the right, uh, he, he seemed to come alive and he seemed to, to do a lot more down the right, but it seemed to stymie, well, completely stymie Buchanan. And uh, Walker, I don't think he was quite as lively through the middle. 
No, I think Jamie Walker's, uh, he's been playing very differently the past few weeks. I think the, it's perhaps he's trying to bring another element to his game or a few more elements, trying to develop as a player. Uh, we're all used to seeing Jamie Walker just bombing down the wing, just skipping past people and firing in crosses or cutting inside and taking shots. Uh, but he seems to be trying, maybe it's a, an instruction that he's been given off the management to, to develop as a player, to bring more into his game. And he, he's tracking back a lot more, yeah. going in the middle a lot more, trying new things. And, okay, it's maybe not working at the moment, but it's maybe something to look forward to, something that can develop in time and he can become a much more complex player. It's a fair point. It might well be that this is a, this is a long game that Hearts are playing, but at the moment it's, it is difficult to understand when Walker seems so much more at home, so much more effective on the left and King on the right and Buchanan through the middle that, you know, after 15 minutes Robbie went, lol, no. <laughs> yeah, we should change this. Ha. Ha. Yeah, no, it, it was it, it was a strange one. I didn't quite understand it. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, the, the, main, the main focal point of the attack was always Keating's. It was always going to be Keating's and, you know, he being the, the ever-present of the, the sort of centre-forward role. Um... I, I, I don't think he made the right decision by putting McCann in wide, to be honest with you. That's, that's my appraisal. Because that was the interesting thing from the early stages. I think we, we've mentioned it a lot of times in this podcast. Like um, James Keatings is a very, very good player, but he's very, very good at being James Keatings. And what he is, is the, one of the most instinctive finishers I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, um, like John Robertson level, and I don't use that lightly. He is an incredibly instinctive finisher, but he can't create for himself... He, he needs somebody either next to him uh, drawing defenders' attention or wide players drawing the focus of the, the runs to create space for him. Uh, but today, like in the initial stages, he had uh, Buchanan next to him and that seemed to work well. That was a nice partnership. Uh, but the chance came from a Queen of the South mistake. The goal. The goal. The goal. Yes. Yes. The goal. The goal. What a fucking goal it was too um, yeah it was it was sort of a kind of innocuous uh, long ball from from Danny Wilson um, basically at the corner of our own box really um, and I, I'm not sure of names Queen, <laughs> Queen of the South number, def- had a, number they, had, they had a Dowie a Dowie and a Durnan Durnan Dowie and a Durnan Durnan I'm going to say it's Durnan because uh, what a name yeah. and uh, yeah I'm not sure if he was caught in two minds possibly about you know sort of nodding it back to uh, his own keeper or heading it out he just headed it directly up in the air mm-hmm. um, and Keating's good fucking Christ James Keating's he capitalised on that um, quite Rampantly, I'm gonna I'm gonna use rampantly. Uh, what a fucking hit! Clean, I, clean on the volley. It it wasn't a sort of you know a thunderbolt. It was just a very clever, precise finish off his left foot and left the keeper with no chance. It was an unbelievable bit of technique. From where we were sitting, it was almost like I could see Keating start to salivate as soon as he saw the <laughs> ball hit the defender's head. He's like, ahaha. <laughs> That's going up in the that's going up in a weird zone, yeah. and I can find it. Yeah, he and loves the weird zone. <laughs> he was um, he was going into the weird zone quite a lot in the early exchange, <laughs> exchanges. Uh, you can see him. Uh, he's not big enough to to compete for headers against 
big defenders. He's, he big still does his best, though. To be fair, he doesn't, he doesn't really shy away from it. No, he doesn't shy away from it. But he's smart, like like you say, he's instinctive, uh, and he was gambling, uh, going past the the defender, just waiting for that mistake. And he did it a few times, and nothing happened the first few times. But then that happened. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, it was a mistake from the Queen of the South defender, but the 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 sharpness of the instinct to to know where the ball's going to land, and to take it first time like that, it just like like I say, it's instinctive. He's he's a completely instinctive player from that side of his game, and it feels it, it it's horrible to say, but I think he's been born too late. Because in this, in this, in the the way that football is now, like three man midfields are the norm. There's not going to be many teams where we can play two up front. Yeah. And especially not next season when we cross fingers, knock on woods, rub your rabbit's foot. Well, you, that's what you do to a rabbit's foot, right? You I'm don't. You're yeah, a deviant. Yeah, rub it. Rub it. Rub it. Um, rub it. Rub the rabbit. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, no, we we will be there. in the SPL next season where we'll find it even less opportunity to play two up front which becomes a real problem for a player like James Keatings unless we can find a role for him on the wing as a sort of combo forwards we can't play him as the central striker because he can't create for himself up, up no, top with Osman so maybe two of them together Osman as the, the target man the yeah, that'd be great forward. if we're playing a team where we can get away with a two man midfield I um. Oh, if he plays behind the strikers, I, th- the, I think Keaton's work the rate. The running man. Yeah, Ke- Keaton's work rate is such that he can play at that sort of you know, the the upper point of a midfield five, because his work rate is such that he can track back. But then he times his runs perfectly. His his running actually is is off the ball work is incredible. So instinctive. Yeah, and you know, a, a lot of times this year. We have played with one behind Osman So. You know, Sufyan played in behind Osman So mm-hmm. for a, a spell of games. I think we won four in the trot. You know, against Livingston, all all those teams like that. I, I think it could work. I don't think you'd have to necessarily say, right, James Keatons. I'm sorry, but to get in this team, you have to play in the wing. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he can play behind a striker. I think we can make that work with the uh, the personnel that we have. So we were one a lot, kind of out of the blue. I think Queen of the South had been pressing us quite hard, especially just before that goal. But that that made us all delighted and giddy and, and happy that this was going to be another fairly routine home victory. And I think from that point, that's when we started to, to play like the Heart of Midlothian we know this season. Yeah. A lot more movement between the, the players going forward. Uh, there was a, a good opportunity for Jamie Walker, if you recall. Uh, Robert? The one where uh, it was a it was a break. <laughs> it was Walker and King and Keatings, yes. and then maybe Walker. Yes. Maybe accuse him of being a bit greedy. Ah uh, oh, yes, I remember. It was that. Um, it was it was a very very effective counter attacking move. Um, I think it was uh, Ustuk won it, and uh, Walker sort of took it in a stride, um, marching forward. They had Keatings to his right, King to his left, and to be honest with you. The way that he fashioned it, I don't think he necessarily took the wrong choice. I just think it was a very good bit of defending because uh, either Durnan or uh, Dewey? Dewey. 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 Dewey or Durnan. Dewey. Uh, Dewey. Yeah, Dewey. 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 Yeah. Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dewey came back from 2006 and <laughs> got behind his keeper and he made a good block. Uh, there was nothing wrong with Walker's finish. Uh, you know, he got through on goal. Put it past the keeper. It was going in the back of the net, and it was it was very smart defending. I think from the the Queen of the South player, he could have played in Keatons, he could have played in King, but you know 
he fashioned a chance that meant it was last ditch defending that you know really it's, good last. It's the mark of a good team that he's got options to take. Yeah, and he took an option and it didn't work out. He could have taken another option and it could have failed. Yeah, it's no, it's it's no bad mark on him to take a decision. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, so um, shortly after that, we had uh, a corner kick, which James Keating slighted in, but it didn't come to anything because one of those Queen of the South thugs chose to uh, <laughs> push over Callum Patterson. Dewey Dornan. <laughs> it was, it was Dewey Dornan, yeah. Um, Dewey Dornanly. It was, yeah. It's, we're getting into the realms of like Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters here, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is the journey that we're taking. Good. However, the... the Scooby, don't do this. <laughs> The important part is is that Christ. Callum Patterson was lying on his face, like pleading to the referee, and the referee went, "Yes, that is a penalty." Yeah. And uh, Prince Blavin stepped up. Does anyone here remember Blavin's last penalty against Dumbarton? I do remember that penalty. The one when they absolutely shanned it down the middle, <laughs> and the the keeper just went ah, flip, and it sort of bounced over him and went in somehow. Um, that didn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence. And I actually said to my brother, I- I'm not feeling too good about this one. I never had any confidence in him for some reason. I don't know why. He didn't look particularly confident. I think it's not harsh to say up until later when we made a tactical change, Boabin looked like he was suffering the other half of Morgaro Gomez's problems in the last two weeks where you know he was without his wonder twin and he, he really <laughs> did look lost. You're you're still going to keep hammering on this Wonder Twin stuff, yeah? Well, like if they it, keep it on works. if they keep on providing evidence that it's absolutely one hundred percent fucking true, then uh, <laughs> yes, I am. Fair. Um, um, yeah, Wyman looked very very lost throughout the game, and when he stepped up, he he did not look confident at all. Now, for me, what he actually took there was quite a good penalty. He he hit it with like a good good power, and he hit it to the bottom corner of the of the of the goal. Now, obviously, it hit the it hit the post. But six inches to the right, it's an unsavable penalty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Any penalty that doesn't go in is a bad penalty, man. But it's not mm. as bad a penalty as the one that he took that, that he, he scored. scored. <laughs> you know? No, uh, but, but, you know, that's a goal. So that makes it a good goal. You know, it, it makes it good. Any, any, penalty, <laughs> any penalty that's missed is not a good penalty. Yeah, he struck it cleanly. Osman So struck his penalty cleanly at Celtic Park and went blooming over the bar. No, that, that was a clean, as clean a strike as you'll ever see. And it went over the bar. It wasn't a good penalty because it didn't go in. I would have given it to Walker. Who it was nearly a good penalty. Can we say that about it? No, yeah, because well, that's, very, that's very Hibs. You know, it was almost a goal. You know, like, I'm not going to argue with you no. about... Husband's source wasn't a good penalty. He wasn't leaning. He was leaning back. It was terrible. Yeah, man. Well, and, Prince Wabin hit the post and missed. So yeah, but, his wasn't uh, a good penalty either. Okay, right. Well, we'll, we'll he agree struck. To... He struck it sweetly. I'll give you that. What we'll agree on is that he did not score that goal. He absolutely did not score the penalty. Yeah, no. And that... can I meet you halfway and say no? It, it was uh... <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> no, it's fine. Meet us halfway. I would. Yeah. I would have let you, but Rob said no. So hands are tied. It. I'm afraid. It's been vetoed. Gonna have to move on. After that, so um... that will remain a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Queen of the South came much more into the game after that and it was a very even contest for the remainder of the half I thought um, Mark Kerr was very very good in the centre of the midfield for Queen of the South so obviously he was hauled off at half time yeah nice one James Filler thanks bro 
Um, yeah. They have Ali McCoist as manager. <laughs> it was a really weird atmosphere as well. Like the, the Queen's um, fans were in good voice, as Freddie was saying, and um, like oddly seemed it. keen to point out that they hated Hearts, which was news to me. Yeah, if if you hate the fucking Jambos, clap your. What have we ever done to you, Queen of the South? Well, well just because we've got a more romantic name. Yeah, you dicks. <laughs> a, a, a really weird bit of uh, aggro happened when uh, Miguel Payardo. Um, uh, it was a fulsome challenge, but a fair one on the touchline, and then the uh, their their I think it was uh, their number eleven uh, Ian Russell. Ian Russell reacted by pushing uh, the uh, the San Bayardo, uh, the the sainted, the wonderful <laughs> Don Bayardo. Bayardo. Yeah, uh, and the, the referee reacted by giving him a yellow card for that horrible violent conduct. Um, yeah, but it's like everything rolled over. Their number six was. Uh, Remonstrating. Was that Dewey? <laughs> Dewey. <clears throat> Why not? Sure. Yep, Dewey. Um, Good. And also the, the linesman from the Wheatfield side just sprinted over to the center circle and then stood there. <laughs> he, he didn't do anything. He didn't really... It was a sense. I'm coming like to the rescue. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make sure that this circle is free of aggro. <laughs> and he did a wonderful job. What a job he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, just... Like really odd sort of aggro. It didn't actually carry over at the second half at all, so probably not even worth mentioning. But it, no. it, it, at the time, it was weird. It was bizarre. Yeah, then it, yeah. it all unfolded right in front of my eyes. There was uh, in front of the section, and uh, I'd say the the tackle from Payardo was maybe a bit too meaty. Hmm. Um, Where did it rank on the Kenny Miller scale? Like sixty percent of a Miller from one to Kenny Miller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from one to Kenny Miller. <laughs> Probably about three. <laughs> so a Ken... <laughs> you Ken. It was a Ken. Um, yeah, I didn't see much... I, to be fair, I was on the other side of the pitch. I didn't see much wrong with the tackle, but it also looked like Payardo sort of bizarrely threw himself <coughs> to the floor a little bit for very little of a reason. So I'm not sure what happened. But, you know, as is what happens when there's a little sort of uh, kerfuffle uh, with those sorts of things, uh, Ali Mostert was there just shoving folk. <laughs> He yeah. doesn't even know what happens. He just <laughs> likes pushing people. I, you know, he fucking loves it. But then eventually Adam Eckersley came over like an adult and went, right, everybody just settle down. This is <laughs> Settle this down now, settle down. <laughs> show base he'd like. <laughs> Look, just, just shut up and go home. <laughs> and uh, everybody did. Yep. And uh, that was more or less the story of the first half. Twas. And then after the first half, we had a second half. We and did. And a marvellous break from tradition. Yeah. Um, not quite as good for the start of that second half. It was uh, a little bit... A little uh, bit Queensy. Yeah, mm. quite a lot of the south edging yes, its way into that play. A lot of doonhamering. Yes. Um, How many more things can we think of here? <laughs> it was a bit Dumfriesy. It was, it was a, a, a Dumfrosian tsunami. It's Dumfrosian. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, the, not that they created. I mean, to be absolutely fair to Heart of Midlothian, which is, you know, what I strive to do with That's every what, moment of my day. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think they created loads of great chances, but they, they, were, they were in and about us and they were niggly and they, they were just there. They were there, weren't they, Fridgy? They were definitely there, most absolutely definitely there. I saw them with my own two eyes, they were there. With all that Dumfrosian nonsense going on, Queen of the South did uh, press forwards and, uh, well, what did Jamie Walker do, Robert? Well, before we discuss the 
scandalous penalty decision. Um, Ian McShane had a, a shot from quite far out that, that Alexander punched to safety. That was sort of the, the first sign of intent that they had mm-hmm. pretty much in that half that I kind of followed a bit of a theme for a wee bit, to be honest with you. I think it sort of broke out and uh, McShane had a very good shot, to be fair, uh, from distance and, and Alexander panned it out. But um, yeah, to bring it on to the, the penalty decision, it was right basically bang in line with where I sit. And um, it, I'm not doubting it was a foul, because it was. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, it was actually McShane that got past him. Um, and, yeah, McShane was dribbling into the box. And, uh, you know, Walker tried to get his body between McShane and the ball. The ball had gone. He tripped McShane. But it was about a yard and a half outside the box. So it was daft from Walker to, to put himself in that position in the first place, because he, he let McShane pass him far too easily. But... It was never a penalty in a million years, and the referee was in a fairly good position, as well as the linesman looking directly across on the other side. It was never in the box in a million years. It was a quite terrible decision. By the letter of the law, a penalty can be given if contact begins outside of the box and continues into it, but that did not happen in this case at all. No. Jamie Walker made contact, and McShane sort of went, oh, 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 lol, way, and then landed just inside the box, and the referee went, hmm... <laughs> Looks like a penalty to me. Um, I'm gonna give to be this. fair to McShane. Why? He's a knob. Oh. That's not being fair. Yeah, that <laughs> that's sounds... been exactly fair. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the entire measure of fairness that you're prepared to give to McShane? In my mind, yes. <laughs> good. Um, I don't think he dived. He was fouled. It was outside the box. A good foot and a half. Yeah. To be to to give an exact sort of measurement. Wild. Uh, just say guesstimation. Measurement. Measurement. An, measurement. An exact go. wild guesstimation. Yes. Could have said measurement cool. first time. Well, I didn't. So well, get over it. Okay, we're going to... Dry your eyes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he was fouled and he fell into the box. So in summary, not a penalty. No, not a penalty. But still... Um, uh, <laughs> but still, uh, your man, you know. Russell, yeah. uh, put it on the spot and then kicked it into the net and they were awarded a that goal. That was a good yeah. penalty. It was a good penalty. That, that was a good penalty. <coughs> that we can agree good. on. good. Yeah. Techni- technically and actually good process and result were both in working hand in hand in a glorious tandem <laughs> of uh, Queen of the South glory and from that from that point they were they were right in the game and I was worried to I was nervous as tits yes and tits be nervous tits, let me tell you tits are nervous things especially when I'm round <laughs> <laughs> um, like I say to me like it, it seemed like they were they were attacking well they were really Controlling the midfield, Blabin looked all at sea. Yeah. Um, we 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 were we were crying out for an extra man in midfield, which which we did eventually get. But um, it really felt like this might be a day where we would draw or even possibly lose because uh, it really was difficult to see where the next goal was coming from. But where did the next goal come from? Hearts. <laughs> um, um, came from a corner, I do believe. That's correct. Uh, it came from Danny Wilson's face. Some some upper extremity of Danny Wilson made contact with that ball. I, I'm I'm genuinely not sure if it was his throat or his face. It hit something, and he had no idea that it happened until it went off the post. And then. I'm going to hazard a guess that it's not one off the training field. I don't think they <laughs> they practice putting in a weak corner that bounces somewhere aimlessly in the middle of the box and happens to ricochet up off of the captain's. Uh, 
mind. For him to turn around and sort of go, why are you guys all so happy? <laughs> oh, the ball's in the net. Hooray! Huzzah! Goal for Danny. Yeah. He enjoyed it, though. So, you know. Well, he yeah. enjoys scoring for hearts, as, as any good human being would. Indeed. And Indeed. just enjoys seeing Hart and Lillian score goals. Yep. As, as any good human being would. And a Even goal if it, it was. did result in a bit of a sore nose for him. Or sore throat. We still don't know what hit. <laughs> or so, ear. Chin. Ear. Yeah. Eyebrow. Mouth. He kissed it in. <laughs> I would I'd love, love that. I'd love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> just leaned over What? Is it good? The palpable relief around Tynecastle at yeah, that stage. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I was very much thinking, right, We've got ahead. Sit in. Let's take this two one and start the getaway car. Yeah, and what we did um, was another bit of Robbie Nielsen master classery. Absolutely. Um, uh, Robbie Buchanan, who, as we said, had been rather ineffective on the wing, was yeah. was sacrificed, and uh, we brought in the secret weapon. Like, uh, I, I have always always been a fan of the guy. Right, I genuinely have, but. He came on against Celtic and he was busy, you know, he made a few passes, he, he sort of went forward a wee bit. But he was exactly, exactly what we're crying out for. In Who midfield. is he? What's his name? Scott fucking Robinson. Scott Whoa. fucking Robertson. Scott fucking Robertson. <coughs> Robinson. Jesus fucking Jesus. Christ, you just named a Hibs player twice. <sighs> Scott Robinson. Robinson. Scott Robinson. Yes. Waded onto that field, and you're absolutely right. Like I was saying in the first half, Prince Wabin looked very lost, being neither fish nor fowl, trying to decide whether he should sit back or go forward. He, yep. he was not comfortable in his own game at all. Robinson came in, sat back, and allowed Wabin to go, Ha, ah, I'm going over there towards that goal. And allowed Payard to go, see. See. I ran now. <laughs> see. I will be between you two, and uh, everything will be grande <laughs> hockey which, um, which is uh, Spanish for okay guys I got this <laughs> uh, yeah. Robinson absolutely changed the game for us changed the shape changed really the tempo yeah. Yeah. I think it was absolutely. A, a, a mixture between Robinson's play and just uh, Nielsen finding a body that he could put in there to be honest mm-hmm. with you it could have been it not could have been anyone because he was the midfielder on the bench but you know just the, the fact that he noticed that having maybe five men in the midfield would, would definitely help us and it absolutely did, um, because we, we got a stranglehold on the game from there on in. And they never really threatened us after Robinson came on, to be honest with you. He was, uh, he was a bit of a, a game changer. Uh, and one of the most clear and obvious ways that he changed the game was uh, a pass that he laid on for Mr Principal Wabin. Ah, that was beautiful, wasn't it? It was superb. From the midfield to the attack, Boabin just took the, the touches perfectly, skipped past his man. He did him. He absolutely did him. He princed him. He princed him. That yep. boy was dead. Yep. He was dead. He was done. He was he was dude. He was doodled. <laughs> he was he was That dude, dude did that Yeah. <laughs> he left him in a pile of doo-doo and then he sauntered past and he slammed the ball into the bottom corner, thus redeeming himself and Hart Midlothian and all of us for all time. Wabin scored for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. Prince of Princes. He sure did. But what a lovely goal, what a lovely move. It's yeah. actually, um, in its own way, kind of on a par with James Keating's goal, just for sheer loveliness. Yeah, yeah, it was It was a, a very, a, a nicely weighted pass from Robinson. Um, Robinson's got his critics, and I understand his critics, you know. It, really? 
I understand that they, what they see, uh, no, I don't like them. I don't like his critics. I was like Robinson. I don't know why I'm trying to stick up for him. Because um, Ro- he's a good player. Yeah, Robinson, uh, no, I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to stick up for his critics. Um, all right, yeah. I do not understand their, their, their point. I, I don't get it at all. Basically, what, what I'm trying to say is one of their points is Robinson never passes forward. He always looks back or sideways. And then he goes and lays one on a plate for Prince. I mean, it was only a very a, nicely weighted forward pass. Um, it was only an inch perfect pass over about what fifteen or twenty yards or something. Yeah, like that, that that's all. Yeah, um, but no, it it was a, a very nice pass. And Prince, you know, not completely reminiscent of his goal at Palmerston, but he 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 sort of held off a couple of players and then hit a, an inch perfect finish. So there's comparisons to be drawn certainly, but it wasn't the individual class that he showed at Palmerston. It was more to do with the craftiness of the ball through and then how he, how he used it from there. It was a very good goal. Very good very, goal. Very, very good goal. Very good goal. And that was the wind yeah. out of uh, Queen of the South Sales, I think. Yeah. No, that actually, no, that, that's not fair to them. They still, they still hurried and harried. Um, uh, Russell, again, was still quite effective down the left. Yeah. Um, and then we went and scored another goal, despite them our opponents being quite good shit yeah we did uh, it was actually from Ian Russell on the left uh, he put a ball into the middle that was headed out by the again needs more plaudits Ali Mojturk who's mm-hmm. just been so good for so many weeks now it can't go unnoticed but yeah he knocked it out and uh, Robinson and uh, Patterson kind of you know tackled each other until it broke to Patterson fantastic fantastic sort of not defence splitting because there wasn't really a defence there, but you know, inch perfect weighted pass to Billy King on the on the break. King dilly dallied, it looked like a pass was on to Payardo, um, decided against it and, and played a cheeky, cheeky little back heel to Adam Eckersley, who did what? Smashed it. He smashed it. Smashed it. Smashed it to the goals. Confirmed. Yeah, I was sitting there screaming at Billy to to lay it back to Payardo, who was free and easy well, in the D. Far side of the goal as well. Yeah, yeah. So he had two options in front of him, but then he he got a little bit clever. Yeah. And uh, or he ran out of options. <laughs> yeah, he ran out of options and like like tried to pass it forward and completely fucked it up and ended up passing it backwards. We'll never know. We'll never know. We've all done it. We've all done it at fives. It happens. Mm-hmm. Yep, but um, it, it ended up in Adam Eckersley's path and he uh, he Eckersley's it into the Eckers bag. <laughs> and uh, it was no, it was it was a great finish because I'd actually uh, the guy who sits next to me whose name I don't know. We were discussing um, throughout the match, so like, you know, we we both Eckersley fans, um, mm. but both of us were saying, you know, he doesn't really offer the attacking prowess that Kevin McCarty does. You know, McCarty mm. can drive forward; he's got he's good with the ball at his feet and all that kind of stuff. And you know, literally five minutes later, Adam Eckersley is bursting a fucking gut to get up and help Billy King, and then uh, thronk one into the top corner. So yeah, maybe he has got that part of his game. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's adapting it as he, as the weeks go on, or maybe he's just waiting for that perfect back heel. <laughs> That's what it is. But in the end, that was that was more or less the match. There's not a lot else to uh, to really comment on. The Flan Man came on. The Flan Man. Flanagan. Wan Bam Flam Dan. Yep. Nathan Flanagan. He came on. That's how you pronounce that. Nathan Flanagan. Yeah, that's how they pronounce it in Castle Milk, where he's from. <laughs> Nathan Flanagan. 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 Uh, and um, he well. Yeah, he touched the ball. Yep, that's what he did. Yep, he dribbled and touched. And Jordan McGee came on. We pushed uh, Cam oh Patterson forward to... Uh, Jordan McGee's right here. Mid. What the fuck has he done? What the fuck has he done? I don't know. You tell me, Robert. He's done something terrible. I, I don't even know what it is, but he's completely shaving the back and sides. 
and he's kept it really long and swept it right back on top like a sort of awful Mohican. And what the fuck have you done? Well, does he look less like Gary Locke now? I think that's why he's done it. He's yeah. just trying to get rid of the Gary Locke comparisons, but he's kind of letting the side down. You know, again, I can see why he didn't get a start, to be honest. So between in... this and Mackay's beard, this has been a, a dreadful uh, hirsute week for Heart of Midlothian. Though, actually, that said, James Keating's beard was quite nice. It was, it was, but it was a pretty bad week for the defenders. The backup <coughs> defenders um, here escapades just was not on point today. It, they've let Heart of Midlothian down. Well, it's difficult Am to I draw right in that Dale Carrick's got his beard back. Dale does have his beard back. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, yes. And I expect him to score a hat trick next week. Completely. Yep. Um, well, it's. I mean, it's hard to draw negatives from today's performance, but you know, I'm glad we found some there. Yep. Um, yeah. Again, like, just really weird. This is one of the better teams that we played in this division, and twice we thumped them by three goals. Yeah, there there was that's never th- what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there that's, was there that's was mo. To be fair, there was never three goals between the teams today. No, I think uh, you know once we put five in the midfield, they didn't really react to that. James Filler <laughs> had nothing to give in response, and that's why you know that we had the extra legs in the midfield, and that's why we we, we came out on top. Was the the inclusion of uh, Scott Robinson kind of changed the game for us today? Might I might I pick a nit? Go for it. I, I have a theory. I have a theory about a power imbalance. Theorise me. In our, uh, in our forward line. Yeah. Quite often today, uh, both Billy King and Jamie Walker, and to a lesser extent James Keatings, were, were guilty of shooting when they could have passed. Good theoretics. Right, well, oh, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> we weren't so guilty of this in the, the early part of the season. My, my theory about this is, when Osman So was there, it was clear he's our best striker, and it's clear that in any given situation, the past Osman So is the best option. Mm-hmm. Today, all three of those guys, Keatings, King, and Walker, have a legitimate uh, claim on being the best option at any one time. So all three of them are thinking, well, I might as well shoot. And it's creating problems where there, like, there was quite often, like the Walker chance we discussed earlier, where he might have laid it back rather than trying to shoot. There was one particularly egregious Billy King example where um, I've always played to him just in front of the box, but it, it was too heavy, the pass. So he was running away from goal to get on it. And instead of either laying it off to an overlapping player on the wing or trying to cut it back in, he decided to hit it as soon as he arrived at the ball. That actually, just to stop you momentarily, that gave me one of the funniest moments of the game today when a guy behind us, as it was running across, King was like, shoot! <laughs> and he shot, and he's like, you should have taken a fucking touch! <laughs> After he'd blazed it wildly over the bar. Oh, well, we had a guy in front of us telling, telling Hearts to hit it long! Hit it long! <laughs> and then um, Alexander hit it long and it went out of the park. He went, who's that to? <laughs> <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> so it's almost like football fans don't know what the fuck they want. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that's my theory that um, without Osman So, uh, players getting a little bit greedy up front. What do you think? Well, what I, I I don't entirely disagree, but what I like is that we've had Osman So at the team for three or four weeks now and we haven't lost. Other than to Celtic, obviously, but that was a dead rubber. Who cares? That didn't even happen. Well, that was our game and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed Hart scoring goals. I thoroughly enjoyed having a, a good opponent that tried to play football against us. The contrast yeah. to the Rangers game could not have been more severe. I, uh, I hope that Queen of the South can join Falkirk and Rangers in the, uh, the playoffs. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we know what happened at the Falkirk, <laughs> we know what happened at the Falkirk Stadium today. 
Oh. That'll be a 91st, 91 minute winner. 91. One nine. That's an interesting combination of numbers. The, the, the 91th minute. <laughs> no, 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 19 points. Yes. No, 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 19 points between Heart of Midlothian and Hibernian Football Club, who I'm, are fucking up their spell in the second division. I'm, I'm no mathematician, but that's basically 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's difficult to I'm argue. I'm no mathematician either, but you can round it up or you can round it down. It's still 20 points. That's true. Uh, yeah, so Hibs. Great, well done. You almost drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I, you know, Rangers managed to get a commanding one-nil victory at home to Cowden Bay. Who so, gives a lusty fuck? Hibs lost. <laughs> we I haven't even touched doing in the league, by the way. Cowden Bay got them next week. Cowden Bay have lifted themselves from uh, second bottom to remaining second bottom. All oh, right. Yep. So they're not very good. No, uh, no, they're not. They're, they're only worse than Livingston because of that uh, points deduction, I believe. Yeah, the, the, oh, they're only better. It's our administrative uh, anomaly. Yeah, the points were only resting in Livingston's account. <laughs> Listeners revel in the fact that we're actually talking about the rest of the league because this mm. never happens. Oh, I wanted to bring it up just because I wanted to talk about how funny Rangers' uh, Petrofat Cup result was. <laughs> did you watch it? I didn't watch I it. I fucking no. did. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there were 17 minutes between all three of Alola's goals. That's quite correct, yeah. Uh, they were 2-0 up at 9 o'clock and then at 17 minutes past 9 there were 3-2 down. <laughs> um... And at this stage, Alistair McCoy is still the manager of Rangers Football Club because they cannot afford to get rid of him. They can. It would cost them between eight and nine hundred thousand pounds. Uh, one point um, four million was the figure I saw quoted in the paper the other off. day for the remainder of his contract. I heard it was definitely over a million. <laughs> one point four million pounds. Let's see if Mike Ashley will bankroll that one. You a bunch of fucking crooks. <laughs> Ooh, well, you know, let's just slather ourselves with that and prepare ourselves for what's coming next. For what's coming next is uh, your emails and songs. Thongs. Thongs about the man who changed the game. Songs about... Well, uh, there's been a bit of discussion about it, but the, the consensus is Scott Robinson. Scott Robinson, the game changer himself. Okay, so we're, we're moving on. First of all, before we get to songs, uh, we did get... a. Uh, a, a remarkable email this week, possibly the greatest email in history from a Mr. Mark Hamilton. Yes. It was a two-stage email. First of all, he sent us uh, an incredible version of um, uh, We're Jamming by Bob Marley uh, that he recorded 12 years ago after <laughs> the uh, the Graham Weir derby <laughs> called We're Jambos. Um, it's... It's remarkable stuff, I'm sure you'll agree, as you can hear it right now. Well, that, that transported me to places. <laughs> Incredible. Um, a wonderful effort. Not only did he uh, anticipate our best gimmick by over a clear decade, he also <laughs> did it way, way better than we did. So, yes. uh, you know, if that was the sole content of Mark Hamilton's email, that would be fantastic. But he also dropped a bomb in the second half by revealing that he's Miguel Payardo's English teacher. Wow. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I, I that's, can see. that's fantastic. <laughs> that's quite incredible. He did say that he... So, to link my family into this, uh, my cousin taught Gilles Rousset and his kids English. Fantastic. There wow. We go. Christ. 
Jeez, oh, incredible. The, 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 arm, the tentacles were reaching out. Uh, Mark did say that he, he has tried to play our Payardo songs from the Falkirk episodes, but uh, was unfortunately unable to because uh, uh, of computer things. issues. But he, yeah. he promised that he would try. Um, so uh, if you're listening, Miguel, uh, gracias por uh, todo su uh, trabajo y uh, forza hearts para el futuro. Amano. España. <laughs> Es muy bien. <laughs> Vámonos, Miguel. Sí, exacto. Uh, y uh, por primero, por uh, sus uh, canciones. Uh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Best to do this in English. Yep. <laughs> uh, to begin with, for our songs this week that we are singing about the wonderful, uh, the man who has hearts pumping through his heart. Pumping. Pumping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Scott Robinson, the man that exemplifies our club in all its ways. He is Mr. Hearts. Do you hear us? He's Mr. Hearts. Senor Hearts. Friggy, would you begin? All right. 15,000 boring bastards. Yo, ho, ho, what a pass from Pump. <laughs> pass it forward, Prince will do the rest. Yo, ho, ho, what a pass from Pump. <laughs> What a segue as well. I didn't know that was your first line, but I'm glad I set you up for it. <laughs> I want to see Callum Patterson singing that song. <laughs> oh, what a pass. What a pass. Beat that. Robert Borthwick. I absolutely won't. <laughs> pom, pom, pom. I like it when you play, oh. Play-o. Play-o. I said pom pom pom, I like it when you play oh play oh pom 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 Yeah man I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm really excited. Come on. Having it Scott Scotty Robinson, Robinson, well he can't score a goal, Robinson, but he'll leave your castle. Scotty, oh, Scotty, aha, uh-huh, Scotty, Scotty Robinson, Scotty, oh, Scotty, aha, uh-huh, Scotty Robinson. Nice, we yeah, got there. That was worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear it, listeners, but that took that took a lot of effort. That was Rob-esque levels of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it was. Who, who wins? I've not won. Well, we know it's not Nickel. Um, so, Nickel, you, you can have to decide and shout then. Well, it's definitely Fridgy. It's definitely Fridgy. It's definitely Fridgy. Up top. We salute you. And Thank your you. piratical ways. That was the worst high five I've ever seen there. The I'm, radio. I'm struggling. <laughs> I've been places, I've done things. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to an end. Uh, we'll be back next week for some Cowden Beathian Tales. Yes. Uh, Stock car racing. Uh, I'm aiming more for the game of football, but stock car racing happens, then I, you're I, going to hear a lot about stock car racing on this football podcast. I still think it would make it a much more interesting spectacle if they did the stock car racing while the football game was on. <laughs> I think that's something that Can should we have Do you think one? that's why that Cowdenbeath winger's face is the way it is? <laughs> <laughs> Dean Brett. <laughs> yeah, do you think he like just he was just running one day and he headbutted a car? <laughs> the car headbutted him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just chasing a loose ball, <laughs> throwing. You know, uh, you know what? Tragedy, really. His family. <laughs> <laughs> His 
family are gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> I think despite this incredible tangent, there's a chance, there's just a small chance that you might want to get in touch with us yeah. during the next week. And how yeah. would they do that, Robert Borthwick? Uh, you can catch us on email at uh, wehavenocares at gmail.com. We also have our Twitter page up and running fully. Uh, I want Fridget to tell us what that, that Twitter handle is. Is it at... We have no capers. It certainly is. It absolutely is. I didn't even know that. That was a guess. What a professional. Yeah. Um, we have individual Twitter handles as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you that mine's at Nicol Hay and Robert will tell you. Mine's is at RF Borthwick. But we know that what you really want to hear is... I'm at Friggytown. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Talk to Friggy because he's fucking marvellous and a it's handsome It's Christmas man. in Friggytown. Merry Christmas to you all. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Let's run, it's a dive!